can also do this. It sometimes gives me a rosier light. Yeah, looks good. Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, I have a special guest of mine who is a very good friend and uh, who I was just hanging out with recently. Uh, she's released a new book called Downsizing the Silver Tsunami, uh, which is going to be awesome talking about, uh, you know, how to clear the clutter when we get a little older and, and be able to clear some space for new things to come in. But in before I introduce my special guest, I just want to remind you that after the show's over, don't forget to click the link below this video so you can download the free ebook version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So please help let me introduce my special guest and friend, Sharon McGrill. How are you, Sharon? I am awesome. I made a big pot of chicken soup and uh, released a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like birthing a child, kind of. <laughs> um, so uh, you are the founder of uh, the Betty Brigade, uh, and uh, and you you perform an amazing service uh, for people. So for those people who don't know who you are, I know that you've been on the show once before. Um, what is the Betty Brigade, and and how did you get into you know doing this kind of work and writing the book? Well, we could talk about that for hours, but it would take some alcohol. So we're just going to go with the short version. Uh, yeah. So I started my company 16 years ago, and uh, we specialize in relocation, organizing, and just helping people figure out what to keep and what not to keep. Right. So is there a special, a specific age group that you look at when, you, when you're doing this or that, that are your customers? Well, we, we work with all different folks, uh, but the book that I just wrote is kind of geared towards um, seniors and their adult children uh, when somebody is downsizing a home and uh, trying to figure out where does all the stuff go. Right. Um, so I can imagine, especially if someone's lived in a home for uh, like 30 years or 40 years, depending, you know, on, on the person, uh, that there must be a lot of, uh, you know, things to clear. So where do you even start with a, with a job like that? <laughs> Well, a lot of things to clear is typically an understatement. And, uh, and, and so 50 years of stuff is way, way different than 10 years of stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so where do we start? Well, uh, we, we basically start with what does the client love? What do they want to keep? And uh, we start tagging those items. And then also uh, grabbing the low-hanging fruit, the things that are broken, the things that really do not uh, belong in the move like trash recycling um, you know old uh, old paint uh, things right. like that that are in every household right so um so is there a system that people can uh, you know even start thinking about you know if they're looking at this this massive mountain in front of them which can be exceptionally overwhelming um, you know where do they like so is there a system that they can actually go to there is a system. Um, and so um, we that's what we wrote about in the book. And right. um, so uh, here it is. Uh, it's called Downsizing the Silver Tsunami and um, super excited about it. Uh, and it, it kind of walks people through, like most people have never hired an estate seller for their home. Um, and not all estate sellers are created equally. Uh, most people have never hired a professional mover if they're, you know, over 40 years old. And so they don't know because, you know, when you're under 40, you maybe don't have the money and you just pay your friends with beer and pizza to move you. <laughs> Good so, friends. <laughs> 
so so those are the kinds of things we kind of walk everyone through about like what is important about hiring a good real estate agent um, why it's important to have a trust or a will uh, because there are we see so many family squabbles things that people argue about over money that it's just not necessary and it can be avoided things like that and we break it all down in the book in in ways, um, in a way that you can read it, um, anybody can read it and understand it. And it's not, you know, it's not in language that that feels hard or difficult to understand. Right. And uh, so I like the sound of this because it's not just about clearing stuff up, but it's about really getting your affairs in order um, so that the sec next chapter of your life is really, you can go through with ease and grace um, because downsizing can be, um, like a, just a weight off your shoulders, you know? Yes, it can be. And, and it's not just for seniors. Like lots of folks are, the, the whole tiny home movement is something uh, that is sweeping the globe. And, and so, you know, what do you do when you want to live in a tiny home? Well, you have to downsize. Right. And so uh, is there a way that, or, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff, is it sellable? Like are those kind of things, you know, uh, you know, available like that those kind of services available to people as well yes so not every so not every household is has lots of things that can be sold but some people who have been in their homes for years and years have a lot that does have value and so um it's it's good to have somebody who can walk through and kind of understand well this can be sold and this really should just be donated and having a professional do that is a big part of how we work. Um, so here's the thing. We always have people in every family walk through a house and say, well, this is, you know, th this, this is super valuable and it's not really that valuable. Um, just because it's listed on eBay for $500 doesn't mean that that's what it will sell for. So mm. you really want to make sure that you're looking at what is the sold price, not as not what is the listed price. Right. And so, I mean, that brings up an interesting point because, we, you know, sometimes we'll look at something and it's it's valuable to us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not valuable to everybody else. So how right. do we choose, you know, the things to, that we keep and the things that you know that we can release right and so that's a um, that's a great point and that's actually where we typically start is what are the things you love that you would be sad if they weren't in your life and what we see all the time is as we're going through people's homes we're uncovering things things that they've set aside but if if those items had gotten ruined in a fire or a flood they, it wouldn't be that big of a deal and so um, what we're doing is saying what are the things that you know that you keep out and that you love uh and you know we're seeing this with a little bit with uh, marie kondo and her tidying up show um and she's she's using the term spark joy um and we use the term what are the things you love um and and it's the same thing um if you look at something and it just fills up your heart then you should keep it and I will also say that not everything in your household will fill up your heart. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it could really unnecessarily fill up your new place. <laughs> that is exactly right, Natalie. Yeah. Well, actually, I have friends um, who lost their home in the recent Malibu fires here mm -hmm. in, um, in California. 
And uh, what was interesting was that, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that they struggled with was their, um, how they connected their identity with their stuff, you know. So if I don't have this stuff and it's taken me all these years to be able to collect all of this, then who am I without this? Um, so it sounds like, um, you know, having these particular questions that you can ask, because like you said, if they, if not sit in a flood or a fire, would that be the worst case scenario? Would, you know, would that really be awful? Um, but then being able to go through that process is, is really interesting. Um, so, okay, so tell me, can you share some stories like of people that you've worked with that you've been able to, you know, really... <laughs> I got a lot of stories. You got a lot of stories? <laughs> Share some stories with us, you know, of people that have really, because, you know, I mean, I've done the same thing when I moved from Australia to the US. You know, I had to go through a whole process of, well, have I used this in the last 12 months? Am I ever going to use it again? And is it worth shipping over to the US? Um, and I, at first it was difficult, but then it started to get real easy after a while because I kind of got into the swing of things. So, so what are some of the experiences or, or, you know, things that you've seen with people that you've worked with? Well, everybody approaches it differently. And when it's directly your stuff, it's much, much harder to do. And so we always recommend that you have a friend or a professional do this with you because they can, they're not attached and they're going to look at that and say, really, you're keeping that? Or you have 30 of those. Do you really need 31? And those are the kinds of things that a neutral party will tell you, um, especially if it's really a good friend, um, somebody who's not going to enable you to keep all your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but but um, there's also savers. And so I'm going to tell you about a lady who we're working with currently right now. Um, she's a hoarder and her um, she has a five bedroom house that she is using as a storage unit five bedroom house. Mm. It's probably about a 4,000 square foot house. It's quite big. And she has filled it up. She no longer lives there. She moved to a condo. And she also has three additional storage units on top of the house. And she is struggling to let go of things. And, and the stuff in the house will not fit in her new condo. She has filled up her condo so that it is a little bit overfull, but it's not to hoarding capacity yet. Um, but she keeps looking at it and thinking, well, there's more room here. But um, what's been really interesting about working with her is that before we started working with her, her daughters, she has two daughters that are adults, and the daughters had stopped talking to her completely. And, um, and then about a week after we started working with her, uh, one daughter kind of came back around and now both daughters are back in her life. Um, and the daughters were not even allowing um, their children, the grandchildren to see grandma because grandma, every time they saw the grand, every time she saw grandkids would hand the grandchildren stuff. And the mm. daughters were like, look, you can't send your stuff to my house. Now, what has been interesting is that um, I was able to have a conversation and say to the hoarder, um, look, your daughter, her love language is service. She wants to help you. And, and the hoarder's love language, her love language is gifts. Right. And so when I explained that to these two adult women, it suddenly became very clear how they could more easily work together and that 
the daughter was no longer resisting her all of her mother's gifts because she realized that that's how mom expresses her love. Mm. Uh, so, so it is a process, and um, does it happen overnight? Not usually, right. um, but we do uh, sometimes work with folks uh, who. Um, have recently passed and we help clear out those estates and those actually go quite quickly. Right. Yeah. Cause I can imagine there, you know, I, I, even my mom, like she's in her eighties now and she's like, Oh, I'm going to save this to give this to you. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just a bit of a morbid conversation here. Um, but again, it's like, you know, trying to keep everything like you, you're earmarking certain things to pass down. Um, mm -hmm. But everything else is it, you can kind of release but uh, but when it comes to the hoarding situation, that's that's more than just a, that's more than just a can't release you know stuff. You know that's obviously something deeper. Do you work with people on that level as well? We do. And yeah. uh, when we're working with an active hoarder inside in a, a hoarder hoarding situation, um, then we we do ask that they are in therapy. And we have therapists we can recommend that will, um, we have some locally here in Michigan, but we also have some remotely um, that can work with um, the client uh, on their phone or on an iPad or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because that sounds like it's a, it's a much bigger issue as well. It is. Yeah. So is. let's say that someone's watching the show right now and they're like, okay, I do need to tidy things up. Like, you know, maybe things are getting a little out of control. And I mean, you know, uh, I try and spring clean at least, at least once a, a year. And I've, I've actually just moved into a new condo. So that was there was nothing like doing that and going, yep, no, 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 I can get all of it out. But what's mm -hmm. what's something, some advice that you give to people who are like, okay, let's say it's, you know, you're doing a bit of spring cleaning. You know, mm -hmm. what are, are there particular rules that they can follow on how they can, um, you know, clear, clear the clutter? Sure. Um, so I'm going to talk about on a yearly basis, and then I'm going to talk about on a weekly basis because right. um, because I live with a saver. Uh, my husband is a saver of things, and so and I am not. Mm -hmm. um, imagine that. And so, <laughs> so, um, so I understand what it's like to live with somebody who holds on to too many things. Um, so on a yearly basis, I'm going through those storage areas, going through the areas that do get filled up, like garages, attics, basements, back closets, those areas that get jammed up, um, and taking a look and seeing a, have they been damaged by heat or cold or um, rodents or bugs? Like, because sometimes that happens. So you can let those things go if they're if they're getting damaged, um, especially like when uh, folks store things in their attics that don't have a lot of insulation. The heat and the cold and the heat and the cold makes paper very brittle and mm -hmm. it just turns into dust. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we, you know, we really kind of caution people on. So going through those areas once a year uh, is really an important step. Now on a, on a more regular basis, um, and this is something we do in our household, we, we clear the clutter weekly. Um, because we're, both of us are very, very busy, um, things build up in the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, you know, I mean, the, the dishes get done every day and we do have a cleaning service come in every couple of weeks to clean, but um, the clutter builds up, shoes, coats, you know, whatnot. I leave my earrings around, that kind of thing. Um, so once a week, every Sunday, we reset the house. Um, and what that means is we take a couple of hours to put everything back in its home and figure out what we need for the following week and kind of put those, put that in places where we can easily get to it so that we're not searching for it. 
Right. And and I think that's the trick, right? Just staying on top of it. Like even when I did the move um, and I'd been in my uh, five years, I rather than doing it all on one day, I'm like, right, um, today I'm going to do this room. So I was able to, to go through one room, clear everything out, pack everything else. So it wasn't like it was a monumental, you know, thing that I had to do. It was just, I was able to break it up so that it was, you know, a little bit more manageable. But but I agree, like doing it on a weekly basis means that it doesn't get to that point where you're like, oh, I really, this is a big job I need to, I need to sort out. So, right. um, so who are the people that you think will benefit the most from downsizing the silver tsunami? Um, well, it's, it's the baby boomers um, and their kids. Uh, the, well, the baby boomers, because uh, they may or may not be able to stay in their homes. And if they, if they are in that category of you're taking me out of my house feet first, um, that's okay, but you still have to clear the clutter because you can't have trip hazards. You may have to put in grab bars. You may have to put in a chairlift to get up and down the stairs. And being able to invite vendors in to install those things is an important part of staying safe in your home and being able to continue to maintain your lifestyle and maintain your home. If your home is kind of falling down around your ears, then there's a problem. Right. Um, and then they're adult children, absolutely, because if the kids start going through stuff with mom and dad, um, then it's not all left to the end. And mom and dad get to actually tell those stories to the kids about the history of, you know, this particular vase or that particular book or things like that, that really do mean something um, to the parents. And then the kids can then take those stories and pass them down. Um, what ends up happening is when those stories don't get told, then, the, then it just becomes things and everything gets dispersed in a way that doesn't feel like it honors the person who passed away. Yeah, I love that. You know, why not make it like a family activity where you can mm -hmm. really get to, you know, learn more about your parents as well. I love that. Yeah. So Sharon, where can we send people to connect with you and get their hands on the book? Well, the easiest place would be our website, which is just bettybrigade.com. And right on the homepage, right front and center is information about the book. So we made it really easy for folks to find. Wonderful. Well, darling, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. <laughs> it's a pleasure chatting with you. And I don't know if your listeners know this, but you are a heck of a karaoke singer. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really yeah. a fun night. We had a very fun night. It was awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again, Sharon. So great chatting to you. And guys, I encourage you to please share this video. Let's get the word out by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Now, you can click either the banner to the side or the link below this video to go directly through to Sharon's website. Um, and after all that is done, don't forget to click the link below that so that you can download the free book version of my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. <laughs>